Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. That's right. It's The Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, big thanks to our title sponsor, Mountain America Credit Union. Get 0% interest on all purchases through May of 2020 with the new Mountain America Credit Card. For details, visit macu.com or call 1-800-748-4302. Gordon, I know that you were in a good mood today. And you know how I know that? How? Because we're at Marley's. Well, we're mean, at I... Marley's Gourmet Sliders, uh, one of the, uh, and dare I say, happiest places on earth. Oh, wait a minute. Doesn't somebody already have that? Yeah, but that's not true. This is. <laughs> uh, we're out here at the, uh, at the. We're out here at the district. Come see us. 114 South, 3561 West. Come have fun. Come have fun. This is a place to do that. I told my wife. I said we have a remote out at Marley's, and she said, "Oh, I want to come out there." She's been out here two or three times and loves it. Well, the toddler and I are on our own for dinner tonight, and uh, guess what we're having? Marley's. Are you taking it home? Oh, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Or is Sadie driving out here? No, she, she's not. She's but, not uh, Ubering out here? You know, uh, over when, when my wife was telling me that I was going to be on my own for dinner, I was like, well, no problem. <laughs> Got it covered. Usually you mumble and grumble a little <laughs> bit this time. You're like, ah. Usually it's like, well, I, I guess we're uh, popping a can of soup. <laughs> <laughs> today it was like oh no problem Nothing good good timing yeah well i mean if you want good casual food is this not and and that, that's I, I love that kind of stuff because i'm not really into rich food are you uh no no oh I'm you not. go to some fancy restaurant and it's just like super rich oh that makes me sick i don't know i don't want that i want this this is what I want. It is really good. Their sliders are wonderful. What are you come, laughing at over Come there? try the Handsome Rob. Come try the Rickster. Uh, get the Pastrami Lex, which is just wonderful. And uh, a reminder also, they do breakfast. They're famous for their breakfast burritos, the bottomless French toast. Uh, if, uh, if you're on your way to work, do yourself a favor. And, of course, they have the location out at the Harley-Davidson building uh, out there in Linden, which we've been to many times. We have. How are you doing? How, uh, I'm doing going? well. I'm doing well. I just, well. If the bottomless French toast is really good, what's the topless French toast taste like? Oh, that's how we're going to start. I'm doing you, you well. Know, you I'm, know, I'm, I'm I, doing well today. I really am. And you know what? I'm in really in the mood for Marley's food. I, I mean, I got a hankering for it. Very nice. So I'll be uh, partaking. Well, the nice part about the sliders is that you can mix and match. That might be my favorite part. Yeah. Like, why, why should you be married to one type of burger throughout your entire meal? Why don't you, you know? 
That's a good a little, point. A little pastrami here. Maybe maybe you want to go with the chicken. Maybe go with the chicken there. I mean, come on. Yeah. I'm doing well. It's uh, it's another good sports day. And Jake, uh, any in, since I saw you last, any major incidents take place? Uh, anything uh, that you need to do uh, clean up or fix or anything like that? Because usually you got a story to tell. I feel like you're alluding to something. Specific. No, no, I don't know. I why? Well, I, I mean, is that a is that an admission of guilt? Uh, no, no. It's been it's been pretty normal. They got to spend the night with my family last night, which was <laughs> absolutely terrific. Oh, good. Good. Uh, does, did Austin have anything disastrous happen to him? Oh yeah, Austin missed yesterday for, and I guess the entire day was disastrous. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much detail Austin wants to get into, but I, I gave him a, a particularly enticing "Would you rather" before the show, and he he picked the other one. Really? Yeah, he, uh. he did. You did. How you doing, Austin? How are you hanging in? How are you holding on? Where are you? <laughs> uh, what day is it again? Uh, and uh, I have had now, what, Jake, 40 minutes, 35 minutes since our last discussion, and I'm still going with what I said I'd go with. Okay. So. All right. So, it, do you want to do you want to clue all of the rest of us in on what that was all about? I don't because I'm complaining about a really good blessing or seven in my life, but it's just you know one of those long days that starts at six a.m. and ends at three a.m. So, but no no uh, backhoes fell into your new house, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Dang, Not- whatever happened with that. Uh, well, that's for a podcast where I can use the appropriate language for well, such emotions. I mean, did it get fixed? It did get fixed. Um, it did get fixed. Not without me having to enforce it to be fixed, though. So, Would you bring in the muscle? Yeah. Well. Austin, Austin is the muscle. I tried to match the force of a backhoe through my house. All right? um, yeah, Austin doesn't bring in I went Austin to the guy. Bring in I said, look, this can go good or this can go bad. It's your choice. And I presented it to him, and he wanted it to go bad, so it went bad. Okay, so I got a question that's sports-related. Uh, maybe coaching related. Do you guys find that when you raise your voice, you get your point across better? Or is it better to stay calm and steady and just sort of speak quietly to get the job done? Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, colonels and five-star generals that are really soft speakers. Well, I mean, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's the best one. Same uh-huh. thing with coaching, Jake. When you were when you were pitching, and your coach is ranting and screaming at you, was that an effective way to communicate to you, or did you prefer a reasonable approach by a coach who's 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 uh, who's you know is shooting truth at you, but not doing it in a super animated screaming yelling way? I liked proactive coaches, but that's just me. Have you ever heard Hans talk about this? Hans Hans liked a screamer. Hans liked a butt kicker when he was uh, playing football. See, I, 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 that's, not my, that's not my style. But I do want someone who's paying close attention to what's going on. You know? Somebody who, who is keenly tuned in to what is happening and can comment on that, but not a raven lunatic. Wait, what are you implying? Well, some coaches are that are way. Are you describing oh. Austin as a raving? Yeah. No, 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 no. I wasn't saying You're going to put Austin a backhoe through your house and see I if you kinda, whisper. <laughs> kind of felt like, to me, you were calling oh, Austin listen, a raving Listen, I don't lunatic. appreciate the backhoe going through my house. Yeah, that's how someone's going to handle that. 
Uh, All right. We have a lot to do today. <laughs> Joining us on the show, top of 4 o'clock hour, Sam Amick of The Athletic. Uh, coming up at 4.30, we're going to talk to former quarterback and current UCLA analyst Matt Thomas. So we'll ask him about the Bruins. And then at 5.30, our national college football expert, Mr. Josh Parcell. Okay, can I get something out of the way before we dive into our split story? Uh, I reluctantly say okay. All right. You saw what happened between Doc Rivers and his son, Austin. I did. Now, here's a question for you. And I've seen this discussed in various forums. But if, if Doc had seen Austin do that, and Doc had taken on his paternal role in that moment, and maybe put his son over his knee and give him a good, you know, uh, teach him a lesson of some sort. What would the league have done? Uh, find him. Does because doesn't a father have a little different role and a, a different capacity and a little uh, wider berth? Not at work. Hmm. I just think that would have been funny to see what happened if, if Pop had gone after son. In an animated way. Well, what would happen if he had gone after an opposing player? Uh, yeah, but this is his son. Does not matter. They're at work. <laughs> oh, no, see, I don't believe in that kind of thing. I was not a spanker. I didn't, uh, you know, that kind of, I, I didn't do that. But I, I just wondered if the relationship, because that's never happened before in the NBA, has it? What? A, a father? A spanking? Disciplining his son on the... There's been father-son spanking. All right, a technical foul, free throw, or a spanking. Your choice. I have seen spankings before, but not like that. I'm just saying, you got a father going up against his son on the other team. So I wondered if... Is he, does he have more license to scream and yell at his son than a normal coach would an opposing player? No. Really? Yeah. Not even a little? No. He's, he's, an, he's an NBA coach. He's an NBA player. They're at work. <laughs> okay. All right. I just wondered. It, the thought know, crossed my mind. That's all. Nepotism is a delicate thing. And what was the deal with Austin signaling the team up? What was that? I mean, what, what kind of... Oh, that was hilarious is what it was. It was funny. But still, hey, son, I'm a little respect here. All right, uh, we uh, well, let's talk a little football, shall we? Should that's we get a, that's the, the only comment I get from you on that. Well, what's the, what's the question? Would it be okay for Doc to go after his kid <laughs> on the uh, at an NBA did, game? No. Did you think it was appropriate that the son would give his father that kind of treatment? I thought it was fine. They're competing. They're on different teams. What are you looking for here? <laughs> He's still father and son. He traded matter. him. That, that doesn't change. He traded. It's true. He didn't trade him. He also signed to do a really nice contract. All, all bets were off. <laughs> Pretty traded him. Sorry, Pop. Hey, that, is, I, I'm totally fine with everything that happened. All right. That. It I, was funny. It was and funny. And I think it was meant to be funny. And they, their interaction on, on social media after was, was nice. You know, I mean, it, it was fine. It was funny. Have you ever gotten in an argument with your dad? Have you ever defied his authority? Uh... Nothing really major comes to mind. My dad was a, <laughs> my dad was a he's a really level-headed dude. So the odds of us getting into like a, a heated, you know, disagreement that's not really the well, way. Yeah, he, yeah, that's not really yeah, the yeah, way. My, he my implication rolled. is that you might not have been all that level-headed. 
No, but it's it's back to the approach. You know, if you you approach me with a level head, the odds of me, you know, not reciprocating in kind are are lower. Mm. Okay. Don't you think? Isn't that a lesson that uh, I suppose maybe a lot of us could learn? Austin, any problems? I'll did answer your, when you answer. Did your dad? Uh, did you? Uh, really disturb your dad in any way shape or form well there was the time that i got him formally reprimanded and he lost out on a ranking promotion with the sheriff's department (laughs) how much did you cost him i cost him a promotion like a like a bar or whatever a rank because i got into his cop car and called all the cops to my house for a fake emergency (laughs) That didn't swim well. <laughs> I don't imagine it would. I, I probably uh. not telling this story exactly, but this this is the gist of what I remember. My brother got in trouble at uh, at high in high school mm. once. He and his friends and some shenanigans. Mm. And uh, my, my dad goes down to to talk to the whoever vice principal or whatever, and goes down there and he leads off. He said, first, I, I'd really like to apologize for my idiot son." <laughs> that's that's like that's that's my dad right that, that that tells me everything every good thing i need to know about your dad because these <laughs> days it seems like a lot of times parents will go in defending their child this was not defensive <laughs> all right yeah, no no there was there was one side to this issue <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's get to it. It's time for the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. Hit it. And the zone sports network. I mean, that's not that's not my call. I mean, I don't really think a, a quarterback should ever lose a starting job based on injury. I mean, of, of course, um, there's always situations that go into it, right, based on how you're performing before. And, you know, that, that all uh, comes back to the, the coaches of what they decide. And so, um, you know, I know, I know they're going to make the right decision for the team, um, whether it's, you know, someone had just been injured and is looking to come back and take their job. It's, it's best person plays is, is how the role should work is you're going to play your best players because you want to win. Okay, so I love that answer. That was the perfect answer for Zach Wilson. However, it was contradictory. How so? Well, because he gave his opinion first, saying he shouldn't ever lose, the starter should never lose his job because of injury. And then he said, but no, uh, they'll do what's best for the team. So he covered all his bases there. He got his point across. He, you think he's going to start? I do, yeah. I, I do think he's going to. Uh, I do think he's going to start, and I, I think he's the best player at that position on that team. Um, Baylor Romney has certainly played very well, and and at least made this uh, a discussion. But I still think that Zach Wilson is uh, is the best player. So uh, I do think he'll probably get a start. But not surprising that that's his opinion, obviously. But but what do you think about the overall sentiment? Uh, I don't like. Can bro- you? I, I don't like bromides. Like a starter should never lose his uh, lose his position because of injury. Because like like he said that Zach said that, but then he said there's there's different situations. What happens? Uh, you know what happens if uh, you know Wally Pip? You know he was starting. If he gets hurt and somebody comes in and plays great and is an absolute talent. Then should Wally Pippen given his starting position back? 
I, I, I think you have to evaluate. If Baylor Romney had come in and played uh, like Steve freaking Young, I'm not going to give Zach Wilson his job back just because that saying exists. Well, I think we all live in the real world, right? And we all try to be fair, but sometimes life's not fair, right? So I think conceptually, I, I, I don't think it's fair to lose your job due to injury. That was your job and had, you know, something flukish not happen. Unless. You, you'd still be playing. But, and that's how athletes certainly envision it. But, I mean, the, the best example around here is Brett Elliott and Alex Smith. Yeah. I mean, Brett was a good player. He was a really good player. He, he played in the NFL for a little while. Did Brett, was Brett capable of coming back? I don't recall. Yes. He was. He was. Okay. Uh, he, what did he hurt in the Texas A&M game in 03? I can't remember. Yeah, but, yes, he, he was able to come back. But uh, it, it, Alex Smith. Right. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you can't expect a coach all of a sudden to say, hey, Alex, we know you're, you're really turning out to be one of the best college, uh, college quarterbacks in the country, but we're going to need you to, you know, and let, you, uh, and let Brett you, go. And you if, know, we, if we continue to let you play, then, uh, you, know, you, you know, or let Alex play, he'd be the number one. Uh, picking the draft, yeah. but but since uh, since this this bromide exists that we must give you your position back, that, that, come on. It so just... so that really wasn't all that fair to Brett Elliott, right. but that's life, right? I mean, Alex Alex Smith uh, stormed onto the scene, and that Utah team in 03 was really really good, and no second guessing there. So it wasn't fair, but that's life. Yeah. But so has has Baylor Romney. Alex Smith it, in my opinion? No, he has not. Maybe not, but I think he's played every bit as well as Zach Wilson did earlier in the year. But um, Is I that don't, true? I don't I, know I, I if don't, I agree I, with that. It's close. But Zach Wilson beat USC. And that remember the end of that Tennessee game? You know? Yeah, but Zach Wilson also lost the game throwing that pick against uh, Toledo, wasn't it? So, I mean, I guess we could argue about this. Do you not – Do you, if I were the coaching staff and making this evaluation, they know more than I do. I would still say Zach Wilson is my QB one, and I'm going to operate under that assumption until the off season. And then, if you want to open it up in spring and uh-huh. fall, yeah, then then go for it. But I think you you came into this season with Zach Wilson as QB one, and Baylor's been good, but not good enough. I don't think to to supplant that. And there's another element to it: is uh, the coaches would have to look at it in the, over the long haul. Who who has the higher ceiling? If it's Zach Wilson, then then you give him the nod, and even even if their performances were absolutely equal, uh, and that's where that's where a coach is paid to make those big decisions. What kind of vision does he have? What kind of talent evaluator is he? Can you look at somebody and say, okay, both of you played really well, but at this time next year, you're going to be better. So I'm going with you. That's it's a tough call, but it's you know it is, but it's one you've got to think about. I mean, the best example of that right now is Tyler Huntley, where you went with a quarterback uh, two years ago that probably was he better than Troy Williams? No, at the time I, I didn't think so. But but that move was to season Tyler Huntley in preparation for the season that we're watching right now. Like Kyle that, that took a while, and Kyle Whittingham's no no fool. He, you hear all these pundits talk about this, and they're one hundred percent right. What what has been the difference between uh, conference championship Utah and Utah as as they've gone by? And it's dynamic quarterback play. That's absolutely correct. Witt knows that. 
So he well, needs to a develop a dynamic quarterback. And so that meant getting Tyler Huntley in the game early in his career. And it's, it's 100% paying off. 100%. Yeah. yeah, it took a while to get there, like I said. And it doesn't hurt to have the number one rush defense in the country. Oh, he's got a great team around him. Yeah. But, uh, but of, I mean, look, we're, everybody's talking about Joe Burrow at LSU. Look at that team. Yeah. You think that guy has some talent around him? Yeah. He's got a lot. Or, or Tua in Alabama. I, I guess I would say it this way, Jake. I don't think a coach has to. I've talked to enough. I've talked to many, many players about this very issue. And, and most of them say a starter shouldn't lose his job to injury. Should not. And I get that. Just it's not hard and fast. It doesn't well, have to be that way, well, Tom, as you pointed out. Tom Brady came in for Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. I mean, there's examples uh, throughout sports. Did you get hurt or did yes. he just underperform? No, he got hurt, and then Tom caught fire in the playoffs. Drew was available to come back for the AFC Championship game, I believe, and uh, Belichick stuck with Brady, and then they went on to win. Uh, they beat the, beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, I believe. Do you remember the first year that Steve Young came on so strong for the Niners and Joe Montana got he, – the he reason was, he had that opportunity is because Joe got hurt. Right. And so when you're talking about the talent like Joe Montana, and Steve came in and just played lights out, and yet you're talking about one of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game in Joe Montana at that time, and Steve Young still had a lot to prove. And, and so these are very difficult decisions. Yeah. And I remember Bill Walsh wavering a little bit on how that would all go, and that bugged Joe Montana. That really bothered him. It did. I've heard Steve Young talk about that before. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. And Joe wasn't particularly uh, you know, generous. No, no, no. Joe did to Steve Young what Brett Favre did to Aaron Rodgers. A little bit, yeah. Not, hey, I'm going to pass the torch, but hey, you're here to, to take my job. You know, this gets back to what you were, the point you were making yesterday about how no matter how great a player you are, you still have to be supported. You still have to have your confidence built and coddled to some extent uh and and that these are great examples of that because these guys were rather insecure even with everything they had accomplished in their careers all right we're hanging out at marley's we're at the district 114 south 3561 west and uh, sam was with us uh here on the big show first of all thank you so much for having us out it's always a highlight when we get to come out and hang out with you guys you're the best oh yeah we love having you guys it's always a blast so the, the food at Marley's is, is just terrific. And uh, Gordon and I were just talking. I, I think what I like most is the ability to mix and match. You know, maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little uh, handsome Rob, go along with a little pastrami Lex, and then just <laughs> a, a, the classic just to keep it simple. Oh, yeah. And we've got, we got everything for anybody. You know, if you want like a veggie burger, we can accommodate that. We got chicken. We got beef. We got it all. How come so. your food tastes so good? I mean, what, what's, what's the difference? It's gourmet. Well, we throw gourmet sliders in there, and it, it really is gourmet. We add just the nice little things. We have our grilled onions. We got little pieces of bacon that we cook fresh every single day. We just go all out. Fresh ingredients. It's amazing. So that fresh thing, that, 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 that must be a big part of it. Oh, you yeah. Because sometimes you taste burgers at certain places, and it just 
It doesn't taste fresh. Yeah, we never freeze our meat. I mean, all of our um, prep is done same day that you're getting your burger. So it's as fresh as we can make it. So between your your breakfast, which is equally as good, by the way, between your breakfast and, and the bacon on your burgers, do you, do your guys and, and gals get tired of cooking bacon? Is there somebody just assigned to the bacon the, the entire day? I don't even think anybody could ever actually get sick of bacon. <laughs> the smell is. Yeah. It, it's got to be one of the, like, what, top two or three smells on the planet. I think I if mean, you bottle it up amazing. and sold it as a perfume, you know, you make everyone happy. <laughs> have a, have I think a, somebody did that, didn't <laughs> they? I don't know. But I'd, I'd probably buy it. Uh, of course, this is the new location here at the district. Come see us. But also, you've got the original location down at the uh, Harley-Davidson. Yeah, room. of course. And, I mean, we're hooking you guys up really good here today up in South Jordan. If you guys come, you're getting a free milkshake just to come hang out with us. Oh, hey, wow. hey. And then, of course, we're doing our free fries at both locations as well. Just so. mention the zone and uh, come out and see us. Free milkshake to go along with and free mil- fries and, and milkshakes. Oh, I mean, my goodness. Yeah. The that, milkshakes are that, amazing. That's a meal unto itself. Yeah. The, it, the, you guys are famous for the, what, banana Nutella, right? Banana Nutella. That's good. Yeah, yeah, but the other ones are good, oh, too. Oh, yeah. We're doing, uh, we're doing a cherry all. pie one. It's <laughs> so good. Cherry pie. Pie. Yeah, it's like my favorite. Wow. Yeah. Hey, well, get down here uh, and, and try it for yourself. Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Amazing. That uh, that address again, 114 South, 3561 West. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Of course. Thanks. All right. We'll, uh, we'll have more Big Show for you coming up on the other side. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Slow Mo Joe. The Joe Engel Show with DJ and PK. PK. Why do the guys celebrate like it's New Year's Eve every time you dunk? Because it happens once a year like New Year's Eve. <laughs> I mean, you're 6'8". What's the big deal? I said to them the other day, it's so easy to dunk that why waste the energy? Like me running to Boyan when he hits the shot. Like when I see him running to me, why am I going to run towards him? We're going to bang heads and both be in the concussion protocol. There you go. Why would I dunk every time that I can lay it up and miss the layup? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. On 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, child! Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This little bitty town It ain't nothing new We all stick around Cause they all tell us to Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. We are hanging out live today from Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Get out here and see us. 114 South, 3561 West. You come in, get a free shake. We're coming in, and uh, of course, uh, if you mention the zone uh, all the time, if you buy a slider, they're going to throw in the fries for free. So we'll give you free food, people, and it's terrific. I love yeah. their shoestring fries. Yeah, I they're do very too. good. I do. Remember last time we were here, they brought that out and that disappeared. Oh man, so good. All right, uh, band of the day today: Blackberry Smoke. Selected by Johnny Lightfoot, our on-site engineer today, and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Uh, always like it when PK's uh, making waves. Happens quite a bit. Uh, DJ and PK, of course, 6 to 10. And then PK writes for the website every week uh, at 1280thezone.com as uh, just kind of a normal column. And then, of course, uh, the games he covers, PK will uh, write about those as well. And uh, they're never to be missed. Of course, PK... Terrific writer. Um, Ute fans, I, I guess, are 
Uh, well, his latest, here's the headline, Dream of Roses, you'd fans not the college football playoff. And PK just basically lays out the case of why Utah is a long shot for the college football playoff. And that's it's and, the truth. And some of that is a column that I wrote that's at sltrib.com right now. It's just the way the college football playoff is set up. You know, are you saying PK stole your idea? No, no, I'm not saying it at all. Uh, I, I'm just saying that w- with this structure and with the way you know you get 13 committee members with their own biases, with their own ideas about what the, you know who deserves what. And as a part of my comment, I don't know if PK got into this or not, but uh, uh, maybe he did. When you when you listen to the reasoning of committee members it's it's just i mean when you start judging which loss is worse which win is better i mean it just becomes this mess it's just it's just stupid and so i i think with the backgrounds of the the programs that are involved in the discussion i don't know if pk gets into this or not i'll have to check it out during the break but it's it's i'd say it's slanted against the use now pk and uh, Scotty made this point today that uh, you people who are somewhat associated with uh, California are just in love with the Rose Bowl and its importance. And PK would actually rather see them go to the Rose Bowl than go to the playoff to lose in the Peach Bowl or has made <laughs> has made that. Well, it's a strong point. That argument. No, it's it's really not. You'd absolutely <laughs> rather be in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. But the Rose, the Rose Bowl is something special. Yeah, well, great. Uh, but you would never... it has nothing to do with being in California. It does. It's just the rare... it's the granddaddy. Come you, on, it's, it's just like the Lakers. You guys just you hold them in this esteem. That's not true. Uh, I've like never the... been a Lakers fan. Liker, the, I, just... the '80s Lakers. You and PK should should only because we watched them up close and we saw the greatness. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I, I think that's that's craziness to talk. You'd rather be in the Rose Bowl than the playoff. But the, but here's the thing, and Ute fans getting cranky at PK, I don't really get it because if you're in the conference now in the Pac-12 where if you handle your business, and this is what makes college football great, by the way, because every single freaking game matters. So if you handle your business, you're in. If Utah beat, that's not true. If Utah beat USC – this year, and they're yeah, undefeated the, right now. They're in the yeah, top but, four. But, but having to be undefeated is a pretty impossible standard to is, live by. Is it really? Because it, I think we're going to have three undefeated teams in the playoff this year. We'll see. And well, but but here's the truth of it: if you uh, if you handle your business and you win, then this this discussion. If if you lose, you put it in the hands of their, those other people and the biases right, that you're but, talking but about. There but are if some, you would have won. But, then, then is, this would not be a discussion. Okay, hold on here a second. Minnesota is number eight in the college football playoff ranking right now. And if they win out, they'll be in. We'll see. No, we'll see. They'll, they'll have beaten Ohio State at that point and oh, okay. would be in. All right. And the, the I, same thing goes I, for I, Baylor, they, too. Yeah, but, yeah, if they the, win out, they're in. There are times when, there are, when, when it's not that easy. There are for, times for example, when records, I'd have to go back and look at it all, but my memory, if my memory serves, there are times when there are teams that get in that, that, and other teams don't, and they have either equal or better records. That happens all the time, but to an undefeated team, no. Okay. So, that, you, so you win. If you, if you lose, you put it in the hands of somebody but that, else. But, that's, but that's a, that standard is a little high, don't you think? I, I don't. I, I don't I do. think it's it's I a mean, little high. I, I, how else? How else in a four-team playoff? And I know you want to move it to eight. So so I got it. But how else in a four-team playoff are they supposed to do it? 
If the youth, you have to find a way to sort through even records. But if you would have won, you can't even you'd do that. In. See, that's the fallacy of the whole thing. It's a farce. It's a joke what they're doing, and the way they their rationale for who they're putting in and who they rank ahead of somebody else. It's ridiculous. You can't even do it. Uh, when when I read what Rob Mullins was saying and his his logic behind what the committee is doing and all this, it's just it's convoluted. It's silly. They're measuring stuff that shouldn't matter, and it really doesn't matter. Now, what you say is true. If you go undefeated, you're in a P5 conference, you're probably going to get in. The problem is that a lot of times there are one-loss teams, and one gets in and one doesn't. Yep, and that, that's the situation we're in. Well described. And it So sucks. how are they supposed it, to do it? It sucks. They're supposed to invite every conference champion from a P5 league and then three at-large teams. It's the but only they don't. fair way to but do it. But they don't. Okay, fine. So, but they so don't. what we're stuck with is a joke. Right. So let's talk about the current predicament. Is PK right that Utah is a real long shot to get into the college football playoff? Because my answer is absolutely yes. Yeah, and, I, and, I I, and we can complain about the system all we want. I, I get it. It's not popular. The BCS wasn't popular. I understand. But in our current situation, Utah is not going to get an at-large bid at one loss over certain teams. They're not, they're not going to get an what, at-large, what if, at-large bid over Alabama. It, it, likely. I was about to say, what if Utah is better? But that's the problem. There's no way to measure it. There's no accurate way to measure it. The only thing you're left with is the eye test. And everybody's eye test is different. Yep. Everybody's frame of reference is different. So it turns it into what Rob Mullins described as, well, that's why we vote. So here's, here's what Utah has to do to get in. Because it's, it's, we're saying long shot. We're not saying impossible. What has to happen for them to get in is they have to absolutely massacre <laughs> These last, you know, and I don't want to jinx them, but four teams left on but their schedule. But how stupid a standard is that? And what difference does it make? All you have to do is win. But remem- That's all you should have to do. All this other stuff is just, it's cosmetics. Remember- okay, look, okay, you're going to beat Arizona by, by, by 45 points and instead of 25. Okay, and that makes you worthy somehow? It's just, it's stupid. But remember back in... Um, it, it was- was it the second or third year of the of the playoff? Maybe it was even the first. What? Well, anyway, it was the year that Baylor and TCU were fighting to get in the playoff, right? And Ohio State had lost to Virginia Tech that right. year. They were a one-loss team. And it was looking like Baylor or TCU. And Ohio State took Wisconsin to the woodshed <laughs> in the Big Ten everybody. title game. I mean, beat them by, what, they, they beat them by like 40 points or something crazy. Mm. Absolutely massacred Wisconsin leapfrog TCU and Baylor and get in. That's what that's what and Utah needs. Have, and they didn't have a championship game that year, if I remember, did they? Uh, no, the Big 12 did yes. not. No, the Big 12 uh, did not. So Utah, their, their path to get in, really, what they have to do is they have to just cream Oregon in the Pac-12 title game. And then you've got a huge win over a top-10 team, and hopefully you look better doing it, and, and people, Alabama will be on a bye because they won't be in the SEC title game, and hopefully Alabama out of sight, out of mind, and you just massacred Oregon. Yeah. That's, that's the path, but, but, that's but, the path but, but to see, get But see, these are things that shouldn't really matter. It shouldn't matter how much you beat Oregon by. And by the way, there is no chance in hell that Utah will ever beat Oregon by a big score. Except uh, for they, oh, yeah, okay, I see what you're doing. You and I were both covering that game. We were both I remember. that game, yep. Was that not one of that? I mean, that rivaled Utah's performance against Alabama, didn't it? They were darn near perfect that day at Autzen. 
The, you know what always stands out to me about that night, honestly, is the silence of that stadium. Because I had covered a game when Utah was up there in '09. I had covered that game, so I was familiar with the the atmosphere there at Austin, which is which is pretty special. Yes, I mean, it it's it's really cool. That's a really cool stadium, and the silence as Utah is just drop kicking Un- the Ducks. Unbelievable. Oh. Was it 60 something to 20 or something like and that? And I had to drive back to Portland that night and I listened to the, the post game the <laughs> whole way and it was so entertaining because it was just a combination of devastated panicky Duck fans <laughs> and Washington Husky fans calling in to rub it in. <laughs> It was absolutely hilarious. Well, for for to, to say, okay, Utah, you got to win all your games, and then you got to go out and put an absolute beat down on the Oregon Ducks. Why? Because somebody has a has this bias in their frame of reference that's a little bit twisted. That's it's what we got. It's what we got. It's what and, we got, man. But but it would be so easy to fix it. So freaking easy, and that's the point of my column. I'm going to check out PK's column during the break, but uh, I, I assume that this, these are the things that he brings up. Well, Is there anything in his column that you ha- take issue with? Well, maybe people would have to go read it. Um, no, not really. I mean, I, I don't think, in compared to the playoff, the Rose Bowl is, you know, I, I'd, I'd certainly rather see... If it were Virginia Tech, my team go to the the playoff. Then I would the rather Rose Bowl. I would rather see my team go to the Rose Bowl and win, than go to the Peach Bowl in the playoff and lose. Uh, one other thing before we leave this topic uh, behind briefly. One other thing that's working against the Utes and the Ducks too, for that matter, is that the the rest of the Pac-12 is not terrific. Yeah, I mean Utah, Arizona State was ranked when they beat them, but. I mean, Utah doesn't have a win over a ranked team. The rest of the league is just really, I don't want to say it's quite to like WCC basketball level, but the rest of the league is really dragging them down. Well, again, okay, so if we're looking at this the way the committee does, and it's so stupid to do this, but I mean, this is the predicament that they've been put in. That game against Washington, Washington's a four loss, has four losses in the conference. Right. And, And Utah, what was the final of that game? Do you remember? Oh, here, let me look back at it. Of course you would I mean, put me I, on the spot like I mean, that. we should remember. But, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> the, the the fact. I have enough trouble keeping the Jazz game straight in their scores. Yeah, I, I know. But uh, the, the fact that the Utes have to win by more than that in order to impress people, it's just. It's a beauty pageant, man. Yeah, always And, and when your league doesn't have the reputation of uh, the SEC, 33 to 28, by the way. Was 33, the so they came from behind, and they, they, you know, they got that win, and I thought that win was good enough. I thought that win was, was, was everything you want in a win. It would, it but, would but be if Washington had beat Cal and Stanford, but they <laughs> lost. <laughs> yeah, but see, this is, this is a comparative scores. This is all this crap that comes into the formula that should not. Do, do me a favor. Go, I mean, and this sounds self-promoting. I don't mean it to be that way. Go read my column and see if you disagree with it. Read PK's column. See if you disagree with, with those sentiments. Uh, the system is still broken, Jake. And it doesn't have to remain this way. It doesn't have to. But as you said, this is what we're stuck with. All right. Uh, we are here at Marley's Gourmet Slider, uh, Sliders. Come by and pay us a visit. We're at the district, 114 South, 3561 West. In fact, Gordon, uh, throughout the show, each hour, we're going to have a pair of jazz tickets to give away. Uh, what do you want to do for pair number one here? Your call. Uh, giving them to you. 
okay. Uh, Jazz Timberwolves. How about uh, the first uh, person that comes in here and uh, can uh, pat their stomach and rub their head at the same time? All right. There you go. Uh, We're sending you to the Jazz game if you can pat your stomach and rub your head. I get that right? Uh, or rub your stomach. People and not currently at, uh, <laughs> at the restaurant. Uh, <laughs> want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park ride and save at Diamond Airport Parking. More next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, and Jake Scott live from Marley's Gourmet Sliders. We want to remind you, join Hanson Scotty coming up on Friday from noon to 3 as Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic will be live in studio to discuss an FDA-approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, surgery, or needles. Also, join DJ and PK on Friday. It's going to be a busy one on Friday. Uh, 7 to 10, they're going to be at Murdoch Chevy, 2375 South, 625 West, uh, right there in Woods Cross, our good friends over there at Murdoch Chevy. Quick uh, breaking jazz news, uh, Gordon. Dante Exum uh, is uh, probable for tomorrow night's game against the Memphis Grizzlies. I'll be daggone. A lot of people have been waiting for that. Not that they think Dante's going to come in and play 30 minutes a night, but there have been times when there may have been some use for him. And you can't have enough uh, defenders on the wing, as far as I'm concerned. I agree with you, uh, and I think he can be useful with that. But now he can he can start the process, Gordon, of of working on his game and get his game to the level of he can make an impact for this team. And when you're hurt and you can't get the game time in, which has always been an issue for Dante, he needs to be on the floor and he needs to be playing. Uh, it's it's tough to do that. So that's that's good news. What uh, okay? So who who does he supplant? Nobody right now. I could see him maybe getting in ahead of maybe George Niang. Well, George hasn't played at all for the past two games. Yeah. So, but I mean, as far as the overall role goes. Uh, well, I think well, George certainly plays a little bigger than Dante, but yeah, I, I see the point you're getting at. So maybe. I, I wouldn't be surprised now he would have to agree agree to this, but maybe see him do a couple play, a couple stars games maybe, uh, if he's amenable to that, and, and take advantage of every minute that he's given. You know, maybe yeah. he can get in uh, for some of that time at the end of the third quarter when the bench unit is out playing, but he's he's got he's to gotta get his game there for sure. This seems weird to say for a player who we've watched in bits and pieces over the past number of years, but... I still don't know what Dante, who Dante Exum is. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot of us out there that and are we, asking the same yeah, thing. Yeah, we've spent a lot of time watching him when he's been available to play, and we still don't know. So if, if uh, the, the mind has advanced his overall game uh, in confidence and in knowledge because he's watched so much basketball, then maybe he could, uh, he could surprise a few folks. All right, get out here to Marley's. We're at the district, 114 South, 3561 West. Our friend Sam joins us uh, once again. And uh, uh, Sam, if, if folks come in, you're going to hook them up with a, a free milkshake. How about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Get a slider, get a free milkshake. 
We also got free fries when you mentioned the zone. Absolutely, so. which the fries are just terrific. Oh, yeah. I, I'm glad you guys went with the, the shoestring fry. I like that thinner fry. Oh, yeah. It's perfect so amount of good. crunch. Yes. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah, they are. They are terrific. Now, but the you, milkshakes, I mean, let, let's not just let's give that short trip, man. I mean, <laughs> they are phenomenal. Well, as Gordon brought up, you, freshness is what you guys are all about, mm-hmm. and you can 100% exactly. taste, uh, taste the difference. Exactly. Yeah, we, we do everything from scratch, so. Now check this out, Gordon, because Marley's also does breakfast. So if you're on your way to work, by the way, do yourself a favor. Uh, the breakfast burritos are terrific. But they, you, you have the, the bottomless French toast. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking before the show. You got a contest coming up? Yeah, we got a big contest coming up here at the end of the month. Uh, November 30th, we're doing a French toast eating contest over here in South Jordan. No way. Yep. So, so, so let me get that straight. The turkey day will expand everyone's stomach so they yep. make room mm-hmm. for the big event. Yeah, we planned it all out. So we want to see uh, we want to see how many we can uh, get people eat. All right, so what's that date again that you're doing the contest? It's going to be November 30th. November 30th. I'm, I'm writing this down because I'm going to, uh, as soon as we're done here, immediately <laughs> alert David James. Yeah, there you go. Because he needs to know. Because uh, I feel like he could be a contender uh, in this whole thing. But that's awesome. Yeah, I'll compete in there, too, and we'll see what, do you have we'll a see best, what happens. Do you have a best guess? Because your French toast is substantial. I'll put down about 25 pieces myself. Wow. I'll put money on it. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, that's a lot of French toast. Yeah, sure and, and your French toast is delicious. But oh, that's yeah. a lot of that's a lot of French that's toast. It's like a whole loaf of bread. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Not a big deal. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> All right, come check it out here at the district, 114 South, 3561 West. Come get that free shake, get those free fries, and, and just enjoy the amazing meal. Thank you very much, Sam. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, uh, coming up next, Sam Amick joins the show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. True championship level teams have aspects of their game that they can lean on. If I could build any aspect of a game that I could lean on, I've got a base run game that opens up all kinds of offensive formulas, and I've got a base run stop defense that's number one in the country, and I've got a loss that already woke me up against USC. If it happens again against UCLA, I'm throwing my hands up and saying, I don't know what to tell you. Because this is a championship level team and they decided they were going to sleep on a week that determined everything. A Pac-12 championship, a potential representation at the college football playoff. It's all right there for them to get. If they're sleeping on it and they let a poor UCLA team beat them, I'm going to be disgusted. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.